Welcome to another Take 10 with Jen. Get equipped in the supernatural. And now, here's Jen. Welcome back to Take 10 with Jen, a supernatural podcast. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it, and share it with all of your friends. If you listen to Take 10 with Jen and share it on your social media, make sure to tag me, Jennifer Evaz, or The Praying Prophet. And if someone on my team or myself, if we see it, we'll return the favor and we'll repost you. Also, do you have a copy of my book, Prophetic Secrets? Make this book your next group study and get the five-week devotional for free. It's on my blog at jenniferevaz.com and learn to hear and see the voice of God for real. Again, jenniferevaz.com, we ship from two countries, the USA and Australia. We've been learning about the impact of Nightwatch prayer on our dream life, specifically how Jesus can perfectly turn the hardest, most resistant heart to him in a dream. We read about it in Job chapter 33, verse 14 to 18. For God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. In order to turn man from his deed and conceal pride from man he keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword there are so many testimonies of this happening people around the globe getting saved giving their lives to christ because jesus appeared to them in their dreams you know let's pray for that now lord jesus we ask that you would invade the dreams of people throughout the nations in the earth the ones who don't know you the ones who hate you and will fight against you at every opportunity invade their dreams in the night and turn their hearts to you turn them from darkness to light amen at the same time if jesus can turn someone in a dream then that's a realm we need to consider we need to know how to cover the dream realm with prayer because satan can invade that realm too unless we raised up a prayer shield i shared over the last two podcasts how i had two distinct seasons of spiritual warfare they both began in dreams it just so happened that we did not have the night watch prayer that we normally had at our church we didn't have it during those seasons and that was a big mistake i've known other people to get spiritually attacked in dreams they become addicted in dreams perverted in dreams they've lost their minds in dreams We have to cover the night seasons with systematic, intentional prayer. Nightwatch prayer has to do with watchman-style prayer at night. It partners with an activity of the Lord himself. Psalm 121, verses 3 and 4, it says, He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. He watches over us, and we are also told to watch. In Mark chapter 13, verse 35 through 37, we read, Watch therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, in the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning, lest, coming suddenly, he find you sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. To watch means to look out, to peer into the distance, to investigate, get a new perspective or angle on something, and to see approaching danger. It has to do with seeing so you can guard your future. Mark chapter 13, verses 35 to 37, it gives us a clue of some watch points. In the evening, 
at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, and in the morning. At each watch point, there are specific breakthroughs and specific prophetic promises that you could enter into. Prayer at night releases divine encounters and heavenly breakthroughs, dreams of salvation, dreams of deliverance, dreams of healing, and financial breakthroughs. And so the structure of night watch prayer and the blessings of night watch prayer, all of this I will explain after I complete this series of podcasts on dreams and dream interpretation. So keep staying tuned in. And so today I want to begin focusing on simple dream interpretation. Keep in mind that dreams are an invitation for dialogue with Almighty God. You're being invited into a conversation first and foremost. And so we want to treat every dream that we believe is from the Lord. We want to treat it just like that. Dream language, by the way, is a higher language and requires some level of working out in order to lay hold of its interpretation. That is why your dreams are commonly steeped in metaphors and symbols that are not readily understood rather than in plain language. How then can you extract a genuine spiritual interpretation from the hodgepodge of scenes and images that play out on the screen of your mind in the night? Well, solid dream interpretation necessitates a season of study from solid, reputable Christian dream experts. Interpreting dreams is not something you can try to figure out flippantly by Googling keywords or looking at random sources. We can, however, start somewhere, and I'm going to give you four keys to simple dream interpretation. The first key is this. Who is the dream about? That's what we want to ask. Who is a dream about? Most of the time, the dream is about you and you are the action hero in the dream with other people involved in different ways. Something is happening or about to happen and you're being given the heads up by the Holy Spirit so you can pray intelligently. Other times, you are in the dream but only as an observer or a standby figure. And when you are the observer or standing by, often you're being shown something needful, only it is about someone else or an external situation. This is something you always take first to God in prayer for his counsel. Negative dreams about other people most of the time should never be discussed outside of the prayer closet. It is extremely unfair and unnerving to assassinate someone's good character or to vocalize impending harm or death to someone or about someone all based on a dream. To further elaborate, for me, I'm usually the main character of my dreams, but there are always other people in my dreams at the same time. I would say I'm quite social in all of my dreams, but those people represent something in my life. What do I think of as this person's strength or weakness and their presence in my dreams is pointing towards that strength or weakness? For example, they might be a really good friend. So I know that one of the points of the dream is friendship or info coming from a trusted friend. They might be a strong leader. And so one of the points of the dream is leadership. Something about that attribute is something I need to pay attention to. When I'm an observer of someone else in a dream, the questions always asked are, what do I do with that? If it's positive and you have a good relationship with that person, then after you prayed about it first and been given permission to share it, then do that. Ask that person if it has any meaning to them at all and see what happens. If it's negative, for example, you see in a dream that someone gets in a bad accident, well, that could mean so many different things. It could be a warning. It could be prophetic about a literal accident. It could be about an accident in their past that God wants to bring healing or resolution. It could be a symbol of something else that God wants to warn, heal, resolve. 
a lot of things. This is why you don't just go and say something. You really have to pray. And most of the time, that's all you do. You never say anything, but handle that dream secret in prayer and close it out in prayer and your assignment is done. Every once in a while, I'll see something negative in a dream and I'm actually given instruction to share that dream. The last time I had something kind of along that line happen, I was told specifically to not be foreboding when I shared it. And so I counseled the person about what God showed me was happening to them. And then I just encouraged them about how strong they are in the Lord and how they'll be completely victorious in this situation. I didn't leave them without faith, but I built their faith because that's how the Holy Spirit told me to handle it. When you see a negative situation, for example, you see your pastor in a dream having an affair. Don't assume it's literal. Uh, it might be, but most of the time, it's a heads up that your pastor is going to come under some kind of attack. You're given the dream secret ahead of time so you can pray and avert it so it doesn't happen. Don't go saying it. Don't go assassinating a character based on a dream. Keep it in prayer and get the Lord's instructions. And so this is how we handle key number one. Who is the dream about? And we'll go over some other keys in next week's podcast. Thank you once again for listening to Take 10 with Jen, a supernatural podcast. Make sure to get this podcast and other resources around the globe. Go to jenniferevaz.com and hit the donate tab. Thanks again for listening to Take 10 with Jen. For more resources and to become a partner, visit us at jenniferevaz.com.